0: The views expressed in this interview are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of the US government, the Department of Defense, the US Navy, or the Naval Postgraduate School. Welcome to the Trident Room, brewer of stout conversation, unfiltered and on tap. On today's episode of the Trident Room, below the surface, we get to know Trident Room host, Michael Gannon.
1: We actually should probably be expanding the school to, to include specifically uh, pedagog- you know, educational studies and, and up to masters, you know, so like the officers who are running, like the opsos and the academic officers who are running schoolhouses for the DoD mm-hmm. probably should have a masters in education and modern learning modalities. Um, so they have their experience in their occupational field. They have their, uh, their field of study that was completely separate you know, be it psychology, business, be it, you know, American Sign Language or, or STEM, right? So they have the diversity accounting. of experience of, of or accounting. And they ha- have all these different diversities of experience and thought and everything else. And now they are getting the most up-to-date educational stuff and how do we leverage data within education and what does that do for course refinement? Because right now, like courses get updated, like what? Once every three years and we send it out to the masses of the MLS and say, hey, what do we need to improve? Well, the manpower, manpower community, I'll use my own occupation that I know so well. Okay, how often do more admins come out? We get like, what, 300 a year-ish? How many policy changes and implementations at the ground level does that change within the manpower community? lots so that's that's 900 plus all navs plus congress plus NDAA plus any informational structural changes within the physical systems or the virtual systems that we use change and our course curriculum gets updated like what once a year once every other year once every 18 months once every three years right like we are not even designed to to do that. So and we don't have professionals who are even trained or educated within that. We may have one civilian who is the point of continuity that manages the like learning management system at, at a schoolhouse or something. But we don't have professionally taught people who understand and can and implement and imply and, and and leverage data information sciences. And the mo- the most up-to-date educational concepts and modalities and and, and virtualizations, you know, name it um, for our schoolhouses. So we're we're hindering ourselves. And if we don't teach it and we don't create a place to do this and really study it, that means the forty thousand Marines, I think we make a year, we're going to probably be delaying, which means we're increasing, on-the-job training which is a decrease in readiness like this is an institutional structural failing uh, that like affects everything from retention to knowing how we should target students to knowing who we need to draw in because we don't know who's the most successful because we don't know enough about like the data will feed itself and then maybe it's a data like it's Going to become a beast in it itself, and and right like if we don't have the people in place and we're not training them and it, at and that, that that level, training's not the not the right word because training would be me telling you how to do something in a specific task sequence or mechanism. Right? We need people educated,
0: mm.
1: deep educated, with the experience, with a wealth of knowledge, with the with the diversity of of, of experiences and thoughts and, and, and everything else that come from the myriad of backgrounds that comprise our officer corps that can then you know and we need this we, we you know we, we also need like a place to systematize and educate um you know the instructors, the, the staff NCOs and the junior officers that are going to be instructing. Uh, and going through experimental uh, learning and using virtual modalities and hybrid blended learning environments. Like, we need to educate them on how to do that. Uh, A recent doctoral uh, PhD dissertation came out from University of Milwaukee or Wisconsin. Um, Student surveys and indicators and everything, it's not academic performance and academic preparation that that indicates success for college students. But it's adult skills, time management, life skills, um, adult support, hmm. having a good adult support, having an appropriate support network, having you know adequate you know all the other soft skills and mechanisms. It is obvious that America's family networks are destroyed and have been dismantled for a various myriad of reasons that I I will not deride into. Um, Since we're seeing, right, ed- educationally, and we can see this in, in, a, in the, the most recent generation, right, specifically, um, I'd say people less than 25, right? So, so a decade younger than myself, especially with the, the information era, specifically in internet of things, internet on our cell phones the learning skills and coping mechanisms and and the soft skills that in the the intangible skills that used to be collectively taught by the village and parents and and, you know social uh, fragmentation of knowledge no longer occurs which means the maturation the maturing of adolescence is getting deterred um, and it's going up a little bit longer. Um, you know, I think it was Bradley Cooper, Matthew Matthew McConaughey failure to launch with Sarah Jessica Parker. Well, that, that's funny. That's a great movie. It's a joke, you know, and Terry Bradshaw and we want we want the kid out of the house, but how many kids are actually like why did the why did the affordable care act, right? Why did that allow in ch- children to be on insurance until the age of 25. Well, it's because they're not getting out of the house and becoming fully sustaining self, self-fulfilling, right? So so that's indication of one, the educational system, right? And the failings in the educational modalities and, and mechanisms within the K through 12 uh, enterprise of America. And that's also indication of of, of the abhication of raising our children by our the parents, so the you know, generationally and the people doing it. Because, you know, World War Two, not making a comparison on what they had to learn or anything. But an eighteen year old leaving high school in in nineteen forty two very much knew that they needed to get out of the house. I understand cost of living and everything else and like there's lots of other myriads of factors that right There was a level of a, like, got it, right? Like, okay, World War II, we're doing this. Korea, we're doing this. Vietnam, I don't want to, but I'm doing this. All right, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Now it's not, okay, I'm an adult, it's, I'm gonna do college, and it's a four-year degree, but it's taking me six years. Why is the Department of Education now measuring graduation rates of colleges in six years for something that's four years, which, if you go during the summers and winter quarter, can be done in thirty-six months? Why? Why is that something that can be accomplished in thirty-six months being measured at six years as the graduation rate? Why? Because because students aren't graduating. Why? Well, why aren't they graduating? And, you know what does this mean? this is this is a DoD problem right uh, uh, Operation Readiness has discussed on this um, lots of flag officers have talked about this like all the problems, all the issues, everything that I've discussed in the DoD you know Dr. Timothy Kane, the total volunteer force, the, the, the fallout effects of the Goldwaters Nichols Act of 1986 right interoperability requirements all of these things are known. All of the problems are known. We also know what we don't know. And we don't know what we don't know, right? Rumsfield said it best. We are not getting rid of the things that are you know, becoming anchors because of, of, of brack listings, because of bureaucratic institutions, because we're tied to Something that 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 already exists, or or the mantra, this is how we've always done it, um, you know, and and like one, and it's all of these things, like it's, you know, the age of information is faster and faster, and we're not we're not moving at the age of information, you know, and, and people argue like, well, Ch- China ha- doesn't have a lot of military experience, they don't. They don't, do we have a lot of military experience? We have a lot of global deployments. We have a lot of special operations. We have a lot of elite special units. We have a lot of people who have gone to the Middle East and and commuted to war and gone from Thaub with their green bean coffee, gone out and commuted to war. But do we have a lot of experience in in the future information age conflict of hypersonics and AI systems Integrated operations of uh, uh, over the horizon amphibious shores against the near pier with aerial denial and anti access capabilities. Do we have a lot of experience in that either? So, yeah, I'm just. just mm. To get there,
0: what is one group or population that you think, if you could reach out and touch, that you would, and why?
1: people who are families and young women right now who are pregnant, getting pregnant, having children and everything else. Right? You have children, you're raising adults, that's first. You have children, you have a baby, you have an infant, you have something that's 100% dependent upon you, right? From the, the from conception in the womb, one hundred percent defenseless. To it can now breathe on its own. Now it can walk and it can be like it, it. It's growing. This your human child is growing. It needs to be an adult. It right your your son or daughter needs to grow up and be an adult. That means emotionally. That means physically, financially. That like everything that comprises from that. We need. The people that are having children now to do a better job raising their kids, right? Like uh, you want to talk about school violence and violence across the country and everything else. Well, the solution isn't guns. The solution isn't knives. Those those are tools in which we use, right? Well, why do children and young adults feel the need to leverage violence, permanent? Violence against another human being to solve their problems. Why is that? Alright, so So let's teach them the emotional maturity the skills that in the necessary things To be an adult that in a young adult adolescent person that that can talk through problems that can hear ideas that conflict with their own and not scream at the, the, the top of their lungs and demand that they don't even hear ideas at their own. Like, the, you know, the conceptualization that we should censor things that may upset us. Well, no. Like, life's hard. We, we covered that. My life's been a crap show of half my own making and half of bad luck. Well, no. right? Like, if Post-traumatic I-
0: Post-traumatic growth then, right?
1: Yeah. Like there's two ways to react to, to my you know personal situation. I'll use it I'll use my parents divorce, force. Right? Sorry, Dad. Alright? So all right, and, and Thomas Sowell has spoken about this, all right? Uh, a marine economist, great man, awesome. All right? Even in the family, all right? Family nucleus, mom, dad, three kids. The genetics of the first child to the third child vary and different. The money, outcomes, situations, and opportunities for the first child to the third child will be different. One will get a lot more time than the other. One may have more resources than the other because you're younger when you have your first kid, if they're every three years, that's a decade. Well, how much more money can you be making in a decade if you go from lower management to middle to upper, right? So your first child may have had lots of time with you because you had more time because of your position in life and, and where you were at. But they probably didn't have the same financial resources. Your oldest child, or your youngest child, may have more financial resources, but less time with you, right? So we can't even guarantee equity of outcome and equality, of, out, uh, of outcome and opportunity and everything within our own family, right? With, our, with the people that we love and our own offspring. Like, it is impossible. Elon Musk can't can't do it right so if he can't nobody can so recognize that's a reality That doesn't mean we shouldn't strive for better just recognize that's a reality and you have two two ways to react to, to your situation in your life right I'll use my parents divorce and everything else my brother had more time and, and better stuff and he had, like he was older he was in high school when my parents divorced and it was horrible. I, I was going from middle school or elementary to middle school. My grandmother died. We moved from New Jersey. Like it destroyed my life, and then I went on a spiral of bad decisions. Right, I'm 35 now. Well, I could yell at my dad, and say, well, "Dad, it's your fault." Well, it is his fault. He got divorced. Like fact, right? Him and my mom. Fact. Got it. Um. Right, not blaming anybody. Just that's the reality. And, and you're right. Like, if, if I was to say I'm a victim of the situation, and I made those decisions because, because I was a victim of my parents' situation and the environment I was in and everything, and it's not really my fault, there's some accuracy in that. There really is. You know, as an adolescent, as a child, I didn't know hanging out with these people were going to cause me to make some bad decisions. You know, I didn't know that. I, I'm young, right? But at a certain point, it doesn't matter that I am a victim of those circumstances, that life happened to me and that my parents are who might, right? Because right I could demand money from my dad, I could demand anything from him. But I'm a 35 year old man and I'm an adult married, going on 10 years, nothing he can do can go back in time and correct what, what has happened. and nothing he can do can actually write the ship and, and, and fix it. But it can make me feel better by yelling at him placing blame right um and it can abdicate ab it can allow me from to to abdicate my personal responsibility for my life and where i'm at right now forward because the only person who's ever actually been in, responsible for my life is me that's it like I, when i was 8 9 10 12 yeah it was me The reason I hung out with bad friends is because I made bad decisions. There's no, no, right? So if I fail to take responsibility, I cannot guarantee, you know, uh, I can change the course trajectory of my life. And, And, right, like we need to raise children and we need to have this perspective and we need to understand this collectively as a human society and people and as individuals. You're right. People have made mistakes. People have done horrible things, right? The the, the United States government has made plenty of them, right? Um, we can talk about the internment of the Japanese and Asian Americans. We can talk about the anti the, the first anti-immigration bill, 1898, against the Chinese. We can talk about the, what happened to the Irish uh, up until roughly President uh, Kennedy. And, you know, the first Irish president was assassinated. Uh, um we you know we could talk about all the horrible things right that have happened to people throughout time throughout history and everything else no, one we can't go back and correct it we can learn from it we can apologize and we can and we can do our best to not do that we can assess where we're at but there is no solution for your situation whoever you are that actually can succeed where you're not responsible for it. If you're not responsible for the outcomes of your life, then you you have no control and you're giving power and authority over your life to somebody else. So if you right like so if you want to blame the fact that your parents didn't love you enough and give you everything you need and pay for your college and underwrite everything so you could, so you could be successful. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's great, but then, right? For for you to get your life trajectory corrected under that that narrative, that requires you to allow them to have authority and responsibility over your life, because now they're they're the people that will be the measure and accomplish the success. Because you're giving, right? I mean, this can apply to to some of the interpretations of what's going on in in race relations and everything else, which, you know, if we were to get into the microcosms of of all the specifics, yeah, I'll agree. Plenty of horrible things have happened to plenty of horrible people. Like, horrible people have had horrible things happen to them. Good people have had bad, like, just there is outright, like, name your group, and we can talk about the litany of horrible things that have happened to them. All right. Like some more so than others. All right. Well, you have two, two options. Blame somebody else for your problems. And they may be responsible for it. They really may. They may have actually outright gone out of their way to make your life difficult and harder every day. They may actually be like, you know, Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls, right? Like, going after the plastics. Like, this, like, like, girl instructors. Yeah, they drill, right? That may be the reality. Guess what? If you don't take authority over your life and take responsibility for it and t- put it, put yourself in control of it, it doesn't matter that they're responsible or not because you're still not doing anything about it, right? Like. I don't have the same educational opportunities because my school is low income and and okay, got it, great, right? And maybe that's because the, the local mayor is a bastard and maybe he's a horrible person and he is racist and he just doesn't want to give you money, right? Or maybe it's because of property taxes because the houses are crap there, right? Name the reason, okay. Well, lots of those things you can't really do anything about, most of them actually but you can take responsibility over your education. That means, you know, going to the library. That means checking out books. That means using massive open online uh, courseware. That means, you know, getting creative for your education. Maybe that means enlisting in the Marine Corps because you dropped out of high school, dropped out of college, got your GED, lost your license. Oh yeah, got kicked out of your apartment. Um, and had to ride on the back of your dad's motorcycle to to the troubled teen center to get your degree. Well, maybe it means like, you should probably take responsibility for your life and be in charge of it, and, and then start directing the outcomes that will come out of it. Because if you do, maybe you'll have a say in what comes out of it, and maybe you'll have an impact on it. Maybe you can change its trajectory.
0: I think that's a good word. Take responsibility and grow. Yeah.
1: life sucks it's hard get over it like I'm not saying I can't empathize with you but like or, or anybody or any situation or, or, or your your feelings or emotions or your grievances aren't fair or correct I'm just saying maybe you know you get hit by a car I can play the victim I could be angry you
0: certainly could
1: yeah I could be angry at at, at at you know the guy who hit me. I know his name, but I just you know no need to announce it. Mm. I could be angry at him. I have every right. I could sue him for all of his money. I have every right, you know. But we chose just to go after his insurance. That's it. You yeah? the cap of the insurance, even though we could have gone higher. Right? Could have taken his house. Could have done everything. It would. But here's the thing. It wouldn't change what happened to me, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't change the outcome and trajectory of my life. That amount of money more money. If, if I took his house, made him destitute, and live with his family, and like, and that was an option. That was a literal on-the-plate option. They're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like this is, yeah, you can have everything, right? That still wouldn't change the outcome and results and trajectory of my life, because who was going to, right, no amount of money, who was going to ensure that, that, that I, um, uh, physically was able to to recover and do mm-hmm. the physical therapy and you know go through the the process of running again
0: or being some resemblance of you
1: yeah like well, well, people can encourage me people can rally behind me people mm-hmm. can be my cheerleader people can help me out people can drive me to the doctor's appointment people can do lots of things for me But you. but they can't make me do it and the only person in charge of my recovery and the only person in charge and really has the authority and capabilities to direct that outcome is me and was me. Even my wife. Even my wife's ability and capabilities and everything come to a point of of limit,
0: Mm -hmm. right? What is one thing that you can remember that both causes you to shed a tear and burst out in laughter at the same time?
1: I got, I got a couple of them. Um, Some are not appropriate for the podcast. (laughs) Um, There's one, I have a video, right? And my sister's videotaping, she's in the hospital. She's trying to get me to talk to somebody i don't know who and she's like hey mike and says on the phone or something I'm just like and she goes hey open your eye so you can see and the reason she said eye is because my my left side of the face was so swollen shut and they did the surgery and they had to rebuild the orbit my that eye didn't open like mm-hmm. my left like it's not doing anything and i've got this whole slurred face droop thing stroke victim going on um and it's and then she goes oh eyes 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 open your eyes. like and she realizes like she just made that comment and and, and um she's a special needs educator and works at a, a you know uh, a facility and clinic to help to help physically and mentally uh, uh challenge adults and adolescents so she is like one of the most compassionate and loving and patient human beings i've ever known in my life and like you know she's like open your eye and it's my situation was so bad I couldn't open. and that's just funny. That one's pretty funny. Another one is my brother played college football, Rose Holman Institute of Technology. All right. Rich husband's in training, because it's that great of an engineering school. Um, like ninety seven percent job placement rate. Like right, like amazing engineering yeah. school. Played football, college, six foot something. He's tall, he's big. Um Went to OSU, graduated. All right, just he's a great guy. He's somebody I idolize and look up to because he's amazing. He really is. He's awesome. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I'm like in this weird coma drug state, and I'm recording a video to him, and I'm like, "Hey, Tiff, you're 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 weak. You're old. You're fat. You're out <laughs> of shape." You piddle paddle around the issue, like a 12 year old girl uh, and something else. And like, there's no context or anything, right? But like my brother to this day could probably just, you know, shatter my eye socket in like one punch. And I'm like broken, disabled, mentally challenged, like, horrible state, drug induced everything, and I'm trying to like do the sibling rivalry combative thing and I'm just like, like, you know, and that's just ridiculous. And then there's a really good moment. Um you yeah, know, but I cried from it. Um because it was it was the realization of of the injuries. Mm. It was probably the first cognitive moment. I don't remember it, but I, we have the video of it. Um, where I realized my, my situation. And I, I think right? this is child logic. I'm like, I, one cannot run, one cannot gun, no Marine Corps. Like, I can't run and I can't shoot. I can't be a Marine. And that, like, and you know, it still chokes me up now. But, like, I realized at that moment in the hospital bed, and, and it happened to be on video, so it's hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, we should have a meme after it. But, but like, I, like I can't do the shoot, move, and communicate. I can't be a marine. And and that moment broke me. And that's that's huge. Okay, like the idea that I couldn't be a marine at that point was huge. You know, I just just got like. And that 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 was the was probably the biggest thing, you know. And it and it you know, and it is what it is, but it, it's you know, like you know, those are the three video clips. And maybe I only think they're great because I have those three video clips, and I and I want to remember them in their best light, but you know. And I'll, maybe I'll send you guys the sound audio. They're pretty funny. <laughs> they're pretty funny.
0: Well, sir, I am beyond grateful that you decided to share your story with yeah. us today. You know, um, it's so interesting to get to meet the different students here at NPS um, from all walks of life. You know, we talk about everything from you know, you going through the challenges of being a a young adult to messing up completely. Finding the Marine Corps and it's almost like it was your saving grace in a way. Yeah. And then coming to the brink where you almost lost it. But yet it's almost like the, the that red thread kinda held you up, you know? Yeah. Stitched you back together and here you are today presenting big idea exchanging a big idea and even here on the trident podcast sir thank you thanks for joining us in the trident room for more information about today's guests and topics
1: please visit the show notes the trident room has been brought to you by the naval postgraduate school alumni association and foundation for questions comments and suggestions please email us at Trident Room Podcast host at nps.edu and find us online at nps.edu slash Trident Room.